doing that beautiful track there calls that one a happy day and i hope that today is going to be a happy day for you not just for you for everyone genuinely genuinely connected to you to me as well it will definitely be a happy day most people always hate mondays but really i don't know i love mondays there's just something beautiful about mondays and with that one i say welcome to the show bracket doing that beautiful one calls that one happy day beautiful track there good morning nigeria good morning Ogun State, good morning, Abel Kuta, good morning, Songo, good morning, Nijerba, good morning, Lagos, good morning, wherever you're listening to the show. It is Freshly Preston Nigeria's number one radio station, Fresh 107.9 FM. Abel Kuta, my name is Binga Oreshegon. Yes, I am the man you just have to love. I'm not here alone. I have a man right here in the building. Miami, good morning. Yeah, good morning to you, Benga. And so good to be here this Monday morning. Yeah, so good to be here as well. Yeah, so let's uh, go into the stories. Remember, but first, before I go, you know, I always ask you, how did your weekend go? Yeah, you know, same old, same old. <laughs> <laughs> work, work, work. Yeah, and we're here again. Weekend, very short, but we're here. Oh, weekend was short. Yeah, like always short for me. Oh. Like, unlike you, you, you have your weekends off. Me, I'm here <laughs> during the weekends, working back to back. So it's always... Yeah. You know, like there's no weekend for me no weekend <laughs> but anyway but uh we have a couple of stories for you okay if this is the first time of joining the show it is uh freshly pressed we do this every weekday mondays through to friday seven o'clock in the morning all the way till eight o'clock and um we have a couple of stories for you we have stories from the punch newspaper the vanguard newspaper 
we also have something from the platform times as well so let's we can look at the headlines real quick the punch newspaper has this report banking consolidation mega banks boasts 10 trillion naira capital base the punch newspaper has this report banking consolidation mega banks boast 10 trillion naira capital base others seek fresh investors another story from the punch newspaper here in ogun state armed robbers invade ogun poly communities shoot students armed robbers invade ogun polytechnic communities shoot students the vanguard newspaper also has this one hardship more nigerians opt for loans to make ends meet hardship more nigerians opt for loans to make ends meet the vanguard newspaper also has this one Serap to world bank suspend loans to states over misspending Serap to world bank suspend loans to states over misspendings the platform times also has this one nigerian police exposes scam urges direct submission of petitions to combat unethical practices nigerian police exposes scam urges direct submission of petition to combat unethical practices and on the Nigerian Tribune this Monday morning, there are some headlines to take a look at as well. Roku refineries to begin production soon. That is coming from the president, Bola Ahmed Tinubu. Also there as well. Fast track repair of Lagos-Abekuta Highway. NNPP chieftain urges Ogun State government. Settle rift with Fubara to ensure peace. Ijo Group urges Wiki. Also there on The Guardian this Monday morning, women lawyers can vast castration of rapists. That is there this morning on The Guardian. And on the Pempushi newspapers this Monday morning, there are some headlines to take a look at as well. This means Catholic priest rapes impregnates teenager. That is there this morning. United Nations Women Media Partners Conference holds in Abuja. That is there this morning on the Pempushi newspapers. All right, let's quickly go into the details of the stories. Uh, from the Punch newspaper, banking consolidation. Mega banks boast 10 trillion naira capital base. Others seek fresh investors. Now, as the Central Bank of Nigeria's proposal to initiate a new banking sector consolidation raises concerns among some industry operators, findings by the punch indicates that major banks with foreign subsidiaries currently control 9.6 trillion naira capital base. Now, this is just data compiled by the papers showing that five key banks currently have capital above 1 trillion naira each. Analysis of the current capital base data of leading commercial banks in Nigeria revealed that the proposed consolidation, which is yet to be fully conceptualized by the Apex Bank, will most likely affect national, regional and merchant banks. Now, a number of the national, regional merchant banks have not grown their capital base over the years. In the manner, their counterparts with foreign subsidiaries have grown theirs. The Punch newspaper has this one, banking consolidation, mega banks boast 10 trillion naira capital base, others seek fresh investors. Now, uh, I mean, this story is talking about, if you remember, uh, the president, uh, President Balame Tinubu, said mm. that he wants to build Nigeria's economy to get to a $1 trillion economy in seven years. Okay. okay, yes, you're going to do that. And if you look at most of those banks, according to this story, they said that five banks uh, currently have capital above one trillion naira. And the banks are talking about, you talk about the Zenith, the Access, the GT, the First Bank. No, these are mega banks. Fidelity is a little below trillion. But these are banks that can boast of trillions. But how about others? But here's my opinion here. I find it a bit difficult when, um, you know, when policymakers become obsessed with, you know, it looks as if it's a political issue because mm -hmm. the president during his campaign said that he will make Nigeria's economy a $1 trillion economy. But I feel that the central bank should just focus on its work and what should be the core function of the central bank. Do your work in turn talking about control inflation. Number one, control inflation, ensure price stability manage the exchange rates in a sensible way just mm -hmm. do your work and let others do theirs you know because when you talk about one trillion dollar these are issues look at an example the former cbn governor talked about oh he was he talked he tilted towards politics and because of that he missed it all the way mm -hmm. 
So when we talk about, and for we to get to a one trillion dollar economy, how do we get to a one trillion dollar economy when we're still grappling with an economy that we have ninety six percent debt to revenue ratio, or some the well, I think the IMF mm. even said that it's even more than ninety six percent. But how would we even get to this? So I feel that the central bank should just face their work and all this recapitalization thing. Let them just put it to, mm. let them just put them to rest. And if you remember, the first time this thing happened was in 2005. Mm. You know, they talked about the 25 billion naira recapitalization. So this is something that yeah, is just my opinion, uh, though. But what I do you think? Like, uh, over the weekend, uh, the CBN governor was, was, was speaking, it was mm. maybe like Friday, Alayemi uh, Kadusu, and yes. he was talking about, you know, how the CBN trade uh, from his core exactly. mandate under the, mm. the, the, the then uh, you know uh, the governor of oh, the, the central bank yeah, exactly. and talked about him like he gave a, a, mm. a policy framework of of how they would do things you know going forward. So let's see, like under this particular leadership, CBN. Let's see, like what they have of their sleeves and then let's see how things will go under this leadership. But CBN. we have Samson Akindele right here in the studio. Samson Akindele, good morning to you. Hello, good morning. Yeah, to do, you. do you have a different opinion to this? Um, the bank consolidation, they want to, um, the bank consolidation recapitalization. If you remember in 2005, um, there was the 25 billion recapitalization, although the, uh, the CBN has not given a figure for the capitalization, even though we know that there are about five banks that can actually withstand whatever capitalization they come up with. But what are your thoughts on this issue? Well, uh, I think. Um you, what might be getting it wrong if you say uh, the CBN doesn't have um, what it takes or is not part of their function to oversee this kind of capitalization. You said it, 2005 happened under Go Soludo, mm -hmm. and uh, all those banks that could have went down were saved. At least depositors, some of most people didn't lose their money because. Um, the CBN did the right thing at that time. Some of these banks don't even have the capital to even support the economy or even of their own customers. Some of the bank, uh, uh, the, the maybe board members, owners of these banks and all that. Some of them at that time turned these banks, you know, to uh, like, like a pipe through which they, some of them also siphon money, you know into some other things through diversion, some of them out of the country. So it's still part of the core mandate of the CBN to make sure that we have healthy banking institutions. It's part of their mandate. If you look at CBN Act, you see some of these things there because they oversee this, you know, this, this bank with NDIC and other relevant organizations. But what was the exchange rate at the time in 2000? It doesn't matter what... No, it wasn't... It, it, it doesn't matter what the exchange rate is. You look at the current situation. Perhaps we even need it more than before. If you don't recapitalize, it's, it's not something... It's a, it's a global practice. If you don't do it, look at even in the airline sector. Some people are even calling for that, whereby... They, you know, we have some airlines who are almost going moribund. And you have the, the mega ones. So if you put your resources together, the number of aircraft you have and all that, you become a bigger company. That's the idea. So that the little resources you think some of these smaller banks have, if you put them together, all of them coming to be one. You, we, we, there were days we used to have, um, what's, what's that bank now? I think it was sucked up by Access and some other banks that we even did, even after 2005, mm -hmm. that we have those measures that happened. CBN also made sure that they were on top of it, just to make sure that some money bags don't just come. Looking at timing and here. It doesn't matter. You even need it more now than ever. That's why I said the CBN should first of all manage the inflation first manage the exchange rate first mm. manage price stability manage these things first then focus on that later um let me let me tell you this you can't you, you can't talk about you can't talk about inflation you can't talk about all this thing you mentioned without the banks being involved the cbn in any economy they they have to uh ensure monetary and price stability they need to issue legal tender and currency and all that, maintain external reserves and what have you. You can't do all these transactions. If maybe 
the the when you look at it, the the banks that we mentioned now, all the banks you mentioned, mm. if they are not existing, maybe you just have CBN, Pancheke, CBN, uh, Itoku, CBN, and all that. But that's not the core duty of the CBN. It's for the CBN. You said it yourself that somebody was there and took himself into politics. As far as I'm concerned, this is not about politics. The this is not about the economy. He said it during campaign. He said it will make a one trillion dollar economy during. That campaign. is not political. That cannot be a political statement, because who who are you going to fool? You have people who who even know this. They know this economy more than the CBN governor. They will look at him in the face and tell him straight that what That's you are why saying. There's been diverse opinions. It, there, there will always be. There will always be. From industry experts. See, diverse opinions. The, 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 the CBN governor cannot be cannot be the wisest man hmm. in Nigeria. Sure. Right? He cannot be the best economist in Nigeria or in the world. But it's privileged to be there. You need to work with other brilliant minds that we have. There is no government policy. That where you will not have some people saying no, it will not work. Some will say it will work. Some will say, okay, let's see, let's see, don't look. Let's see what will happen. You know, and, and at the end of the day, so we are human beings. We 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 many times we have to grapple with these things through argument, healthy argument, mm. and all those things. You come out with the best choices. So there is he, putting his foot forward, saying this is the way to go. Now, you have other experts who are there who will say, hey, well, we agree, but why not do it this way? Some would completely disagree and go the opposite way. It does not take away the fact that the government of the day must take a decision. Now, Samson, let me take your question. In 2005, when the recapitalization, the 25 billionaire recapitalization, mm. yes, some said that it was a good move, but there were some issues where banks that have different ideas are to come together mm. different ideas different different um, ideas but there must be a convergence it caused some sort of chaos at it, the time. no there was no chaos imagine a bank with mission statement going in the way of a no another no, bank no. which was in uh, but even Z. with your mission statement are you helping the economy there is no chaos we did it and it was good under soludo so now i don't see any chaos here i'm looking you, at the timing no, okay. What 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 time will have been better? When maybe it should be done when in twenty twenty. When has been managed. When the how do you manage? How do you manage inflation without involving these all these institutions? It's not possible. Okay. You know, managing inflation is not just what CBN can do. Part of his core duty is also to promote sound financial system in Nigeria. It's one of the core duties of the CBN. You 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 look at it as if you can take away you can take away these banks, you know, put them in one corner, CBN in the other corner. Who is the banker of the nation? Is the CBN? Who is the bank manager of the nation? Cardoso. We are talking about Emefele today because of certain things he did. Cardoso is there today. I've mentioned uh, uh, Soludo, the current governor of Anambra, about three times on this program. So we'll mention names of people that have managed the CBN or the economy. Mm. You cannot manage an economy without the CBN, without the banks, without insurance companies. They, these, these are where people's monies are. Right. Depositors' money are with these people. And if your money as a businessman is not safe in a bank, because that bank might go down, it's going to affect all of us. Okay. Some, some banks folded up, you know, in the past, back of the north and all that. I still have some money, you know, that I lost. You know, I tried to keep some money, you know, the bank of the north for, for, for my first child at that time. Not up to 10,000 naira. Up to today, I have lost the money. I can't, I can't, I can't get it. If it's four, 4 million, if it's 4 billion at that time, what will I be talking about now? So if, if they are putting what they they think is the best their best foot forward in their own reckoning mm. i think what we need to do financial experts analysts i'm not one of them you know but i'm telling you that we've done this kind of thing before it solidified the economy under you know president olisha Gwabasojo. if we have gone down this lane again where banks some banks are becoming unhealthy i think we still need to do it all right all right, let's move straight to another story. Okay. I'm moving on this Monday morning to other matters. 
I was really hoping to see this story on many of the dailies this morning, but this is the only one thing I can get from that particular, you know, a report yesterday. The interview of the governor on Chinese television yesterday night. Atinibu inherited an almost comatose administration, says Governor Abiodun. Governor Dakwa Abiodun of Ogun State believes Nigerians should be patient with President Bola Tinubu's government, which, according to him, inherited an almost comatose administration. Tinubu, okay, came into power, but Governor Abiodun is optimistic that the country will be better off in the long run. And as such, Nigerians should be patient with the Tinubu government. Uh, yesterday, the governor had a lot to say on Chinese television, you know, from the uh, the appeal court case and the Adebutu going to the Supreme Court, to the CNG buses, you know, like uh, that, that that are still underway and lots of things to say yesterday. On the ah, governor, that probably on TV. I, you know, I didn't watch it live. I later saw it on TV. I said, wow, it's, it's been a long time. I... I saw him, you know, coming out like that, you know, to speak about certain issues. But uh, I tell you, I hope, I hope Governor Abiodun is not trying to give excuses for this president or his administration. Maybe because they belong to the same party or something. Uh, Nigerians will not take it from them. Uh, Ashwaju himself, the president himself said he will not give excuses. That he asked for the job and is ready to do it. Uh, let nobody come like I think it was the NSA that spoke last week or saying Saludos. something Saludos. similar. Yes, yes. I might want to tilt towards the Anambra state governor because they don't belong to the same party. Maybe he's just speaking as an economist, you know, that we know him to be, knowing full well what has gone down. Remember, I think it was uh, uh, the governor of Edo State that said then that CBN were printing money legally and all mm -hmm. that now. How would that not injure the economy? How will inflation not rise? Because you don't have money, you don't, you, then you just print and just push it out, you know, to the people so that you can have more money. You don't manage the country's economy that way. Now, what I'm saying about this APC and their governors, their supporters, their lovers is that Asking Nigerians to be patient is good. Asking them to tighten their belt is good. What are they doing to also tighten their own belt? Um, I, I don't know how many of them, uh, if you look at physical, um, they, 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 when you look at them physically, what do you see? If you have a man who is pot-bellied and a man who is like me um, with, with a flat tummy, you know, it's easier for me to tighten my belt. But I will not tighten my belt too much so that I will not choke. I think our, our governors, our ministers, let me put them together, the political elite, they need to stop going around around in circle, you know, using what uh, communication expert will call circumlocus cushion, you know, to convince us. Nigerians are patient people. Don't preach patience to them. What you need to do get down to work let them begin to see signs they are not they're also not crazy people that will not see you when you are doing something good and will not talk about it. yes your critics well they might not want to plant flowers in your, your frontage yes but the the Ni nigerians that are apolitical will look at you and say well done mr governor well done mr president but the way things are right now in nigeria i don't think we'll have even up to 25% of Nigerians that will say well done to this government. They are not blaming all the, all the problems of the country on the government. But government is a continuum. The, the president himself said inherited liabilities and um, what's the opposite now? Um, assets and liabilities. And assets, yes, from the past administration. So that means no excuses. This current president has been part of this party since inception in 2013-2014. So it's the same political party we are talking about. We only have a change of guard. So what excuses are you going to give to Nigerians and they, you want them to accept? Now, Samson, this is where I... When um, the Anambra State government, uh, Anambra State governor, Chukuma Soludo, made that statement that, oh, the president inherited a, a dead economy. If you remember in 2019, this same Anambra State governor was part of the presidential economic team, yes. which we had the Bismarck, Rewani of this world. That's you right. know, we had the Salami. The, so, mm. 
what did they tell the president at the time? What did they advise him? Did they not see that the CBN was illegally printing, talking about the issue of ways and means? Mm. Now, why are they not coming out now to say that, oh, the, the dead economy? What did they do then? One thing, one, thing about, one thing I know about governance, I, I think it was uh, Chief Olusha Gombasoyo that uh, appointed advisors then, mm. and he told them point blank that you are to advise me and to take or I'm to accept or reject your advice. Um, Big Smart Rwani, a well-known financial analyst, might not come out and tell you everything they told President Buhari. Likewise, Mr. Soludo. But we know what these people, what, what they mean or who they mean to this Nigerian mm -hmm. economy, what they've done for themselves. Now, it's, it doesn't matter what they told the president or what they did not tell the president. What matters is that President Mamadou Buhari's administration did not manage the economy very well, despite the fact that, because we didn't vote for Soludo as a point. We didn't vote for all the other people on, on that panel committee. We voted for President Mamadou Buhari, and it's the same thing for this president. Whoever is the CBN governor now, he appointed him with the support of the Senate, whoever the ministers are, all of them. Very soon, we will not remember their names anymore. How many ministers of old can we remember? But we can still count the number of leaders we've been having. Agun Rossi, Gowan, Shagari, all of them. We begin to mention up to the last president because they are still very few. We can count them on our fingers. But all these other aides, what betray any president or governor that appoint anybody and you allow that person to mess up your government? That is that is the that is the fact. Now these are professionals that that will have given professional advice, and some of them were not. Many of them were not even politicians, and they are still not politicians. Apart from Soludo that has come out to become a governor in Nigeria, so you have them there. They they won't be there to tell you what will make you happy, but they will tell you what the economy is like. But the politician in an average Nigerian politician. Might just look the other way and say, hey, I I'm not going to do that. If I do this, it's going to affect some of my friends in the banking industry, in uh, extractive industry, in this, in that. And at the end of the day, they either, they, they either win or they will lose elections. And the team got dissolved when a new president comes, another person comes. So I think we've moved that passage. The current administration... For what for the all the liabilities they've incurred, zero economy or minus zero economy, they must make it work. They ask for the job, they've got the job, they have to get it done. It's not about oh, people waiting for four years. It's in it's in my interest, it's in your interest for this administration to do well. Because if they don't do well, after four years, they could vote out the APC and Ashiwaju. Another person comes in. Where will Nigerians be in all this. Will Ashwajo Parliament in Umbu and his team, would they have gone poorer? But would the majority of Nigerians have gone poorer? So we need to look at it very well. So that's why every morning like this, evening, afternoon, when people talk about this nation, they should not just talk about political development. We are into that era of governance now. Thank God all the cases are over. So we look at the government in the face and say, hey, what you are doing is not right. And right. we have, they have done little mm. or more that are good for us. Mm. We also need to give them some thumbs up and say, well done. But I tell you, the streets, as we speak, is still not smiling. So it's not a time to now begin to tell Nigerians how bad the economy mm. was when they got there. Mm. Rather, we are looking at how worse it has become mm. since they came in May 2020, uh, 29, you know, this year. So they have to make it better. They've been, we've, we've heard a lot of uh, assurances. Oh, this refinery will pick up at this time. Another one will pick up at that time. Nigeria wants to see that working. And by the time we have, we have in, in, increased our local production in terms of uh, 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 refineries, mm. refining our oil, people want to get to the filling stations. And see that they are no longer going to buy a 600 naira. They'll be buying at 300 or 400. So that that could also boost 
personal economies of Nigeria, which will also grow the GDP. That is what we want to see. Okay. All right. Enough of all these uh, two-rangey that the, everybody is giving us. Mm. Nigerians are patient. They've been patient. Mm. They will still be patient, but don't take them for, for granted. granted. All right, then we'll go on this quick break. And when we're back, we'll review more stories. Don't touch that break. Academy Suite, telephone 0817-666-601. Academy Suite, home away from home. just joined us it is freshly pressed in niger's number one radio station the punch newspaper has this report and robbers invade ogun polytechnic communities shoot students now some suspected armed robbers have invaded the ikbararemo and udiremo communities posting some students of the gateway polytechnic Shapade, in remo north local government area of ogun state but just as some students were shot with female students allegedly sexually molested 
Now, according to the Punch Metro, it was gathered that the suspected rubbers stormed the communities around 1 a.m. two Fridays ago and last week Sunday, shooting sporadically and entering into student hostels to counterweigh their belongings, molest some female students and also shoot some others, among which was Frances Drumford living in a critical condition. Now, some pictures obtained by Punch correspondents showed that students with injuries in their bodies, damaged window shields and burglary proof and uh, bullet shells recovered from the scenes of the attacks. The Punch newspaper has this one. Armed robbers invade Ogun Polytechnic communities, shoot students. Now, Samson, the issue of um, attacks on uh, student communities in the state is becoming worrisome. Because uh, I remember last year, you know, there were reports of attacks on um, the Federal Polytechnic Ilaro. And uh, recently, we heard of some, um, some persons attacked um, the Taichelang University of Education, which we heard that, in fact, the deputy governor actually played a motherly role there, visited there. And now we are having this case in Gateway, at Gateway Polytechnic you know, in Shapadi. And they said that this is not the first time it's been happening. They even complained that because the, um, the school does not have hostels, so most of the time the students stay off campus. And because of that, the security. But this is what I've always known. I schooled here in Ogun State. They, they always complain that the indigents allegedly, most times allegedly, perpetrate most of these things. Some also blame it on cultism. But let's talk about securing our students. The Ogun State government really needs to do something immediately. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm tempted to ask you if <laughs> other people in, in Ogun uh, don't deserve to be secured. Um, when you just say students, because um, we, we should not just limit it to that. It should go around. Um, the haves, the have-nots, you know, students, artisans, that business people mm. and all that must be protected because um, if you don't do it that way, you put yourself in a cul-de-sac whereby you, 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 you put all your resources protecting, when you look at the, even the, the numerical strength of our security agencies, you, you, you put them around campuses and every other places. And mind you, even from what you've, 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 you've talked about, most of these schools in, in Ogun State don't have hostels. So they live in communities. Mm. So protecting the communities means protecting the students. Sure. So it, it's, it's as simple as that. So um, it, it, um, it's, it's really a pity. And that's why I like the statement that came from uh, the IGP over the weekend. You know that... Um, they, they, I think the president has approved annual recruitment into the police force. We are under-policed in Nigeria. Sure. I, I don't know Very what the true. ratio is now. We, sometime it used to be, they said, uh, one to 500. One policeman to 500 Nigerians. You know, when you look at that, maybe it has come down now with recent recruitment, recruitment that we have. But uh, when you don't do that regularly, every day, or every month or every year, some people will retire. How do you fill up? You know, that. In the NSCDC, the same thing. And government will not just to recruit if, because that will also make sure, uh, ensure that the budget, especially recurring budget, will just go up. And you have it. So the, the, the solution that will come to this is this state police thing that we've been talking I was about. about to, I was about mm -hmm. to say that. Yes. But state police will not come until we further, we, we, apart from just tinkering with the, with the, uh, uh, the constitution mm. to bring in state police. And what you need to do, the, the usual list we talk about, you know, you know concurrent, residual, and uh, exclusive. Just tinker with it. Make sure that this thing comes to the concurrent list so that both states and federal, in, in fact, local government can also police, you know, their areas. Mm. But what are you going to do about resource control so that states can have more money? If they can keep money from the resources in their states, it's simple or it's simpler for them to also make sure they fund their police as we speak. 
most states in Nigeria cannot fund any police. The best they can do is what they are doing with traffic police. And how best have they even equipped them? You have Trace here. You have Oitman in Oyo. You have Last Man in Lagos. They have, uh, I think, OES or something in Oshun. You have them in almost all the state of the Federation. How, how good have they treated even those ones that are not carrying arms? Oh? By the time you add that to it, add words that they need to function, even the Amotekun, how well has the Amotekun been funded by Southwest states? So we really need to be circumspect when we call for state police. It's good. It's a good thing. It's going to come eventually. But the way the structure is now, I don't see it coming. Look at all the ulabalu that we, 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 we went through when even Amotekun was to come. You know, people arguing for and against and all those things. So it's, it's something that is for maybe... Not immediate future, maybe medium time thing that our lawmakers will begin to look at. How do we make sure that states will be able to fund their own police when they have them? Because mm. if you if you don't fund them very well, you you further lead them to corruption. The corruption we find in the Nigerian police force presently is partly because many of them even fend for themselves. They buy their own uniform, official uniform of the police. Some of them buy. At that time, I don't know how much is it let's now. 27, 28,000 naira. About the state of now, police some barracks. of them will have to also help themselves to get promoted. Look at the, the vehicles the police are using for patrol. Yes, the state government have been trying and some companies giving them vehicles. It's still not enough. And you want them to patrol the entire stretch of Lagos Ibadan Expressway. Um, Okemoson, Shiu, to Shagamu, to Jebode, and all those things. How many, of, how many vehicles do they have to even do that? How about arms and ammunition? Well, Samson, Samson, so I, Samson I, I, don't, I don't want to say this, but what happens to the security vote? No, 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 no. You, you don't, I, I think the security vote, you know, is still not open. Uh, that doesn't uh, we that, don't what, know what, what happens to no 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 what if we're I, having this kind of situation de de deliberately i don't want to go there <laughs> so that uh, you will not touch some people's uh hard boys you know uh, let me put it that way yoruba i hope people will understand but uh, let's let's just base it on what mm. the law yeah, has allowed to or the exactly. law can allow us to see we are talking about the constitution now tinkering with it and making sure that you know, that okay, is but what can the Ogun State government do immediately? It's, it's just to make sure that they prioritize security. They prioritize just, security. just prioritize it. Just prioritize security. Prioritize it. If you don't, don't just focus on the campuses. Mm. Because they are not even on campus. Exactly. When they are live, where they live mm. is off campus. True. So protect the entire Ogun State and the students will be safe. True. All right, let's look at our final step before we Okay, well, the Ogun State uh, Police Command have come out to clear the air about the alleged torture and killing of a suspected courtes in, in, in its custody. And they've said that the uh, the courtes was not killed and was not tortured in the police uh, net. Uh, to other matters this Monday morning, on the Guardian, there's this report. Women lawyers can vast castration of rapists. That is there this morning on the Guardian. <laughs> International Federation of Women Lawyers, FIDA, Quora State Office, has started canvassing the castration of rapists across Nigeria. It also solicited, solicited establishment of more family courts in the country to discourage injustice that might arise. Well, like looking through the pages of the papers, when there's so many reports about you, know, like of defilement, rapes, and all of that. Yes, emotions are high, but you know, castration of rapists is that not too extreme? Well, um, it's also too extreme to rape. Mm. Um, yes, it's an extreme. Thing. that's why mm. uh, even you have that kind of reaction coming but uh, to castrate or to even give um, capital punishment um, I'm surprised lawyers that are saying it because a, a lot of you know law, lawyer groups too have, have been calling for abolition of uh, even capital, capital punishment, punishment and all that so uh, and it's for me my argument has always been this even with capital punishment that we've been having maybe with uh, I, I remember those days where they said uh, armed robbers will face firing squad under mm -hmm. the military and all that did they reduce armed robbery that's the question you Drug know peddlers uh, as well uh, yes mm. it, it has not you know there is this 
saying I, I I love I love to quote all, all the time because it it's for me it it's a measure of what human beings' capacity can make them to do when they want to do something. And it's it's that since hunters have learned to shoot without missing, birds have learned to fly without perching. Those in the criminal world, men of the underworld, if you like, execute some of their colleagues in their presence, even when they are part of the crowd. They will only, some of them will just tell you, oh, they, they were not smart enough. Yeah. I, I will make sure that anytime I go out, I come back. That's what they will do. So that's why it has not come down. In countries where you are having almost zero crime and criminalities, what have they done? They've tried to reduce poverty. They would like to increase employment and so many other things that it will not even, it, it won't be something that, the, the Scandinavian countries I'm talking about, you, some of them are even closing some of their prisons. So can we get to that level? So whether you castrate, whether you kill people for committing any kind of, not just rape, it has not helped in any way, even while you have been killing people. So, castrating them. After castrating them, you see, throw them back into society. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think they will be doing? So, we, we need to look at, you know, the uh, uh, issue of crime holistically. Don't just look at punishment. Mm -hmm. How about other things that you can use for deterrence so that people don't do such? It still beats me how a grown-up man would defy or rape and underage. Underage, we are talking about girls of less than 10 years, 12, 13 year olds, and people are doing this to them. So it's it's about also talking about what our values have become. It's also an no, it's I'm even I'm even I'm even trying to even reduce it to mm -hmm. that level. Even if you even if you rape a grown-up woman it's of 35 or 50. It's still a crime. It's still a crime. So but you, I, you wonder what's the motivation mm. even to do that kind of thing. Okay. So that's, we also need to, psychologists have, they've written so many things about this. The mind of a rapist, yes. the mind of a criminal mm. and all the, an armed robber and all those things. They are, they, these are human deficiencies that we also need to, you know, attach our interest to, to bring everything down. There is no way in any human society that you will not have one, or, one crime or the other. But not the kind of thing we see in our society today we can get it better by making sure that you don't just look at punishment you also look at the causes of some of these things and deal with them at the roots all right then we need to go on this quick break and when we're back we open the phone lines don't touch that radio Bugbo enyi leto ati abule eti yinda Bugbo enyi community ati new site enyi no e sumobi toro ati komi ba di wala ni lu tabila dugo onyx geoservices lulu gombeta akese kiso bi ato digbo onyx geoservices o lelegbe niti kakbe bohu ti yo sumo migidi omito mololo toshe mu si o sinikbe la koko ero imo ero ogbo ati nuda ati uri kwikwe la fin babo la tojoto tikpe waje anfani onyx end of the year promoto nlolo wo edi wala ilegbe lori geosove tabi bohu bigbe geosove ni o shatono ebito migidi wa lori ile onyx geoservices wa ni 26 old over the road unikolubo abe Okuta 08068905083 Tabi 08062341993 31st December 2023 Lafani Yokmeo Shemo Wire Abin Wire Onyx Geo Services Water is life life <laughs> Academy Suite, telephone 0817-666-601. Academy Suite, home away from home. Guy, we are now they see all this airtime, credit and data buy for this cashless weather. Oh, <laughs> 
That's nothing now. Nah. Them know they call me for body digital for nothing. When that cash they my handle or you know deal. Now so I just they buy airtime, credit and data straight from my bank account. Oh, thanks to Glow E Top Up. Ah, the same Glow E Top Up? Yes now. Nah. Easy Top Up directly from my bank account. No stress, no wahala. Eh. Hey. So, you mean say, person no need worry about not having cash? At all, at all. Eh? If you don't get cash, you don't get wahala. You are welcome to cashless recharge on the go, anytime, anywhere. Buy Daytime Airtime directly from your bank account with Glow E-Top Up. It is easy, quick, and available on your mobile apps, ATMs, websites, leading retailers, and Glow World Shops. Or download Glow Cafe app to top up or dial star 777 hash. Are you welcome back on radio? Uh, you can be a part of this conversation. The numbers to call is 0815 432 1079 or 0818 111079. We are live on Facebook. On Facebook, we're live on Facebook on Fresh107. Point nine FM at Velkuta on Facebook. You can also tweet at us on the X platform at Fresh FM at Velkuta. You can also send it on WhatsApp as well. Let's talk now, Jared. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning, sir. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Yeah, my name is Rutimi. I'm calling from Ayeto. All right, Rutimi, let's talk. Just want to talk about uh, uh, Dovno's uh, interview at Channel. Okay. I know we have a state-owned television station. Okay. And we always we always address us that uh, every Friday we should put on a gear. Don't know why the interview. I've never seen him on OGTV. Except where he goes on, maybe on normal official duties. But even to visit OGTV, our own channel, I think it's yeah, somehow going down to channels, or such an interview, I think we should promote our own, own indigenous television station. Okay. Which I think is, is all right. Uh, uh, well, I, I think the governor really needs to come answer that. And also his lieutenants as well should see, also... See, um, if there is one minus for this governor, <laughs> let me say it here on this program yeah. this morning. Uh, his handlers should listen and, and adjust themselves. Hmm. Um... You have OGBC, you have OGTV. Sure. It doesn't stop him from going to any... We could invite him to Fresh FM, he will come. But it's common with governors in Nigeria to make state media to suffer. Almost all of them. Even in Lagos, you have LTV there. They, they can tell you how many times that Governor Sonwolu have been on that station to speak mm. to the people of the state. So what you see them do sometimes is just to organize press conferences, live press conferences. And call those media. Exactly. Mm. And that's why they've also been on underfunding state media. Because they don't use them. They, they don't know what they are even going through. And they have a board, they have boards that are also overseeing their affairs. I thought there used to be like a, a governor's mm -hmm. media chart. You, you know. don't see that anymore. If, 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 just... You know? Disappear. Transparency and accountability is not really, not really the thing, hmm. because uh, where you have, we used to have that even on OGBC, you exactly. know, meet the governor, mm -hmm. you know, all those mm -hmm. things. You don't find them anymore, even if it's just once a month or a quarterly state broadcast. Just talk to people and let them also, you know, call in and ask questions. Mm. Even in the past, some of them that have. Arranged callings. No, th these are questions that Some of those callings have been arranged. It came up during the campaign. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they gave all sorts of... Even, even the during, uh, during the campaigns. Mm. I don't know whether you've seen... I, I was surprised. Ah. Uh -huh. I was surprised. Okay. <laughs> Hello, good morning. <coughs> yeah, good morning to you. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for you too. All right, let's do My dear brothers in the house, I want to ask you. Yes, Why is it that policies that are working in similar countries are not working in Nigeria? Like the issue of state police we are talking about. Mm. What, what, what is the problem? I think the first thing is for the National Assembly to entrench it into the Constitution. Having entrenched it into the Constitution, then the state should look for ways and manners of funding it. And I see no reason why this state should not be allowed 
it will actually tap the resources under their control to actually to, to, to make them to be able to develop their state. Well, why, well, what is true federalism that you are talking about? <laughs> I, I see no reason why all the states in the federation cannot be made to be autonomous. There are one form of mineral resources in one country and one state or the other. If they should be allowed to tap it and use it for the benefit of the people. You will see kidnappers there, uh, insurgents there. They will not be able to control them. Why? Why? Why are these all happening in Nigeria? All right. We need to be. Even, even the state are not allowing local government to be. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, that's another conversation. Okay. <laughs> hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yeah, hello, good morning to you. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Where you calling from? All right, let's look at some um, some messages on Facebook. On Facebook, we have this one says that uh, from Uduwale uh, Darishasan says, Good morning. God will allow uh, President Tinubu fulfill all his promises, most especially on the repairs of the refineries. All right, Honorable Olapo Gaza said, Nigerians being patient is majorly the problem with Nigeria. Nigerian youths only protest when their musician dies mysteriously, <laughs> but will never protest for 100% electricity and other necessary things. <laughs> Nigerian youths, your priorities here. Okpe Olishegun <laughs> says that the brilliancy of Tinubu cannot be compared to that of PMB. It's like comparing... Okay. Uh, Akindele is inclusive to be more patient and also the labor would be more professional in their approach to issues rather than political. Zakari Olibaye says that the present government needs to make life easier to leave. Things are hard and be patient is almost becoming irritative. All right, Ngbe Alfonso says that good morning, guys. Please, when will your station and other radio and television channels host the state governor for an interview? <laughs> By 8 a.m. today, the man will be on channels television in Lagos. <coughs> Why in they run from us in Ogun State now? Okay. Adnola Ewatomi says, Sansan Akilele, good morning. Okay. All right. Ezemose Peter said the rate of insecurity in Nigeria is very worrisome. The state and federal government should do something drastic regarding this. Should parents now be scared to send their children to school? All right, here on WhatsApp, we have this one. says, a good morning. My name is Keto Gechi. It was on the news one time ago that some IGs and retirements cut away many good patrol vans under them. If it is true, is it now that the government or we are the problems? The corruption in this nation needs God's intervention. Okay, uh, this next... Okay, I think... Uh, we have some messages on Twitter. Yes, on Twitter, Rila Rose. It is unfathomable calling citizens out to show more understanding about the dire state of the economy while governors continue to spend and frivolities. Democracy in Nigeria is continuously becoming so expensive and bogus to run. Ajibola Shoyinka, Ogun State Government should work on security within the Ogun East Senatorial District. Armed robbers, terrorists, quarters are all results of failed society, he said. All right, let's see more messages or let's pick up more calls. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, hello, hello. Good, good morning. morning, good morning. I can hello. hear you. I can hear you. Good, good morning. morning. You cannot hear me. I, uh, I cannot hear you, but all the same, I'm already calling from my Okay. Yes, I want to. Talk, I want to. All right, let's see. 0815 Hello, good morning. Hello? Oh dear. Alright, we have um, this message here on WhatsApp. This one says that good morning uh, in the studio. I loved, I love the guest speaker. More wisdom, sir. What do you think about the currency slowing down and bring down Take everybody's money from them. We should be able to provide enough security for uh, it. Okay. okay. Uh, it says that and bring down everybody's assets to 50%. Can this help our currency overflowing? Oriola Kiemi from Adigbe. This one says a good morning, Mr. Samson. We the citizens are the problems of ourselves, including some of the radio analysts. I said some I said so when some of us are condemning the extravagant lifestyle of the last government and bad economic policies, some of us are calling us names and support the government policy and see as unpatriotic citizens. Most of the radio analysts also supported the past administration when he came out to tell Nigerians that he has put the right policy in place that we make the incoming administration start on a good note. But what do we see? Bad economics. Some of us analysts should be ashamed of ourselves for creating confusion on what they have 
no knowledge about. So sorry. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. I'm saying, yeah, good, uh, good morning, uh, my brother there. Uh, we're going to, I mean, my name is Honorable Larry. I'm calling from the People's Parliament in Gabon, Oleme, in Abelkuta. Well, that's a nice submission from you there, yeah. I mean, Mr. Governor said we should be patient with Mr. President. Yes, we need to be patient with him, but at the same time, we want Mr. President to be very proactive and probably put a lot of things, a lot of machinery to this. I will make life better for Nigerians. I'm a supporter of that, but at the same time, I want him to do it in a very good manner. Good morning, have a pleasant day. All right. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. All right, um, Samson. Uh, we have come to the end of the road, right? This morning, okay? But anyway, you're parting thoughts in just 10 seconds. Well, in all we do as, as citizens, let us be good citizens. Um, I won't stop saying this because I know that even as citizens, when some of us become governor or president, 